0: Welcome to the Donnybrook Podcast. I'm David. I'm Amanda. This is John. Hey, here we are. Is this this season three? I think it could very legitimately be called season
1: three. Now, you're totally faking it right now. Two minutes ago, your voice was way more down and 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 tired
0: and now you've like brought it all up what's that's what? because i can turn it on <laughs> <laughs> it's go time people let's go <laughs> what
1: seriously though what's what why the why the frowny why the frowny voice before oh before God we goodness. got on i'm the... just
0: tired you know how you get to the end of the day and sometimes i come in here to podcast and i've got ideas and i've got big words and and just stuff to talk about yeah and I came in here and my brain was kind of broken. Uh-huh. Just tired. Just, you, know, you come in at the end of the day, it's just a long day, right? Would you would
1: you say it's mostly from work or kids or circumstances or the summer getting over, or school started? what like what what is the motivator? I would motivator? say
0: today generally it's probably work. It's probably pro- just it is just a tough day. You know, sometimes yeah. you have good days. Okay, so on on a,
1: on a percentage count like what are the big influencers as to what makes a day long
0: in your in your life at this stage? Um I think The really, really, really what it is is when I get to the end of the day and I look at the list of things that I still need to do Mm -hmm. and if Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stressful things that I need to do that I didn't do, Mm -hmm. I carry that stress with me Mm -hmm. out of work because... I like, I'm weighed down. I didn't write that email. I didn't go talk to that person. You They're are exactly
2: on me. like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so, I'll take that as a compliment.
0: Oh, so, you're mean, like
1: uh, you're, so you're juggling like mentally juggling a number of things in your brain right now of things you didn't get to today.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, no
1: wonder that that's totally distracting.
0: And, and what happens is I'll get to the end of the day and, and, and I'm, I'm doing that. And my kids will do one annoying thing and it just puts me right over the top because okay you know, I'm yeah you're keeping already, all of the balls
2: in the air already yes. and then they just batted one out by yeah yeah
1: just by 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 normal kid behavior exactly right. bad behavior but kid behavior that's, exactly right. that's reasonable for a set but, of twins that are
0: but how old are the girls Four? Oh, man they are three and a half they're, they're, Big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Big hey, t- <laughs> they're in preschool now, though. Oh. They just started preschool, so that's right? exciting. Oh, that's that is exciting.
1: Yeah. Have you had any horror stories yet from preschool? Uh, not yet. It's Nobody's an- had lice yet? Day two, so <laughs> if
0: we had lice on day two, I feel like something really is going wrong. <laughs> the, the, the Things have really come off we the we got to be
2: careful here that preschool is a relative of mine, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can't imply that there's lice there. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, fair enough, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But no, but the, the, the mm. all the kids are excited about their new school situation. I've got two kids in in, in Christian school, one kid homeschooled and the, the twins are going to preschool now. So wow. everybody's excited and happy and, and they're still on the uh the honeymoon, you know, the school honeymoon. Right. That business. that
2: upward trajectory Speaking. for the news. Uh, no, new my things. kids my
1: kids, there's no no honeymoon. My kids are like, oh do we have to go
3: back <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They all love the summer. We just so last weekend we spent um up at ponderosa in mccall which is Mm. a beautiful state park we'd never camped there we've we've vacationed in mccall before and spent time at the park but we would never camped there and so we tent camped for five nights and the nice thing about it you know some people call this cheating but it's not um it it just it makes five days work in tent camping is uh we, we had flushing toilets and hot water showers oh that's on, nice oh that in, makes in a huge camp, difference yeah in the campsite
0: i'm, I'm, I'm down for that kind yeah. of camping yeah. yeah
1: and and for anybody who lives in the the boise area um we visited ice cream alley in mccall three times oh, out of, nice. out of okay. six I'm days really that down we were for there that kind of camping. Yeah. right yeah and that and you can just order a kid size and you get more ice cream than you can eat so
0: that's, okay. a, that's a hot
2: tip speaking yeah.
0: of ice cream your son came out like 10 minutes ago and left this bowl of ice cream here and then that's left. for you that's for me.
1: That's for you. You can eat that. How great is that? Amanda and I will carry the rest of the conversation, and you well, can you get have a little ice pick cream. me up. I'm going to sit here cream. and eat ice cream. All right, and I'll be enough.
0: real mo- much more <laughs> cheerful in about five minutes. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So, Ponderosa.
1: Honduras and I mean that's that's how we ended our summer so coming back and and looking facing school was a major downer for the kids Mm. which I imagine is true for you too isn't it Amanda like oh yeah going back to school after spending days and days in summer of summer
2: no it's it's always yeah it's always a little rough for me um you know I hear parents talk about how excited they are for school to be back in session because they're you know their kids have been crazy and now they can send them off to school and the teachers can deal with them for a while but then you know that's me and um I enjoy myself summer's off and right. my two children, instead of, you know, I get about 35 new kids every year Yeah, and love them. But a uh, day of uh, the first day back at school with everybody has questions and everybody wants to say hi and everybody wants to ask about your summer and you talk nonstop from seven o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon. It's And most
1: of it's informational kind of stuff, right? It's not, oh, yeah. it's not like you're actually getting to instruct or speak into right quote-unquote, their lives. Not a lot of ideas yet. Here's the bathroom. This is the syllabus. Yeah,
2: this is the syllabus. Right. These are the rules of of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Don't
1: pull her hair. Don't pull my hair. Yeah, no
2: No touching the faux hawk. That is a rule. I don't usually have to make that explicit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to say that? I've I've had to, yeah. To high school-age students? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After about six or eight months and they're really comfortable with you and they'll reach over and and want to touch it. And to it's like, like cat's whiskers, like I hate having.
1: Okay, so I do get that sometimes from yeah. from people who want who want to touch the bald head. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that but that's, that's just thing. good
0: luck to rub a bald head, right? Uh, <laughs> it's also
2: really invasive,
1: and <laughs> it is rude. a little invasive, and and and
0: it gets tricky when it's kids. <laughs> oh, for
1: sure. And especially yeah. in the world that we live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, no. I, I'm just. I'm I just I know, I know, but it's like a real thing. Like yeah. you have to think about those kinds of things and be like, okay, I'm comfortable with it, but.
2: Well, and, and like, I'm a, an affectionate person. Like I, I mm-hmm. love to get a hug from a student or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm twitchy about having my hair touched. So <laughs> probably because it's mostly spiked up. I'm
1: twitchy about,
0: it. <laughs> I kind of want to Qu- see. Quote of the, quote <laughs> of the night. Here That's so right. <laughs> I'm twitchy. There's the name of the title of the, uh... <laughs> I Find feel, out yeah. why Amanda's twitchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like this needs to be like a, uh, like a video clip that you can, send to your friends <laughs> of Amanda yeah, having yeah, her yeah. hair touched. Yeah, you touch reach out and and, t- and,
2: and touch my hawk and I'll flinch away and yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. laugh. It'll be funny. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> so
0: put it on the loop. Where it, whoop, whoop, yeah, whoop, exactly. Whoop, back and forth.
1: Yep.
2: We could have a gif.
1: This is really good Gif, there you go. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what we need. It what is. what um So what do you hope? What do you wish in 2 weeks once everything mm-hmm. settles down, what is your best wish for the fall semester? I mean, do you kind of set goals for how you would like to teach material that you maybe you've taught before or new material and what, what are, what are some things that you are looking forward to?
2: Yeah. So I always have hopes and, and goals. I like, I make a list every year at the end of the school year, what I want to do better next year. And so I've got that list of, you know Okay, making, so to break it down. Yeah, grading done on time. So That's on
1: the top of your list?
2: It's 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 on the list every year. Okay, because, David,
1: we're coming back to you pretty quick here. Yep. Grading on time is not yep. that interesting. <laughs>
2: it's not interesting, but it's you know real. what? It's faithfulness in your duties. Okay. Right? right. It's, there's there's a something there. But um I just I hope that the conversations are, they keep going deeper. Mm. So um, a good year is a year where students start to, you you build trust and then the questions get deeper and deeper. Now, day one, i um, we're, we're piloting a new program. We're doing tutorials, um, Oxford model tutorials. I think we may be the only high school in the US doing this. And I mean, it's certainly not a, a common thing and it's... It could be. It's intense. It's intense and it could be so great. It also could be really, really frustrating Mm -hmm. um, and ineffective. Mm -hmm. But the idea is um, two students. Okay, so explain. Yeah, yeah, explain it. Two students, one teacher, uh, half an hour. Uh, for deeper discussion of a text or a piece of writing that they had to do um, or an oral exam or something like that. And um, I had my first one yesterday and um, I had two students show up and we were talking about Lewis's, C.S. Lewis's essay, Learning in Wartime, where he talks about whether yep. or not education is important to pursue right
1: right in 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 light of the fact the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. exactly basket.
2: Right. and he's and basically of course his conclusion is of course because there's always a crisis and uh. it it matters what you know you're going to be you're going to be reading some kind of books and talking about some kind of ideas so it think about good ones have
1: you heard then. about this recent study about uh i'm trying to remember the terminology some study just came out where they were talking about like child um Child geniuses who and it can be in any it could be in sports it could be right. in whatever um, prodigies prodigies in in music or or in an academic field and how what they're beginning to find is that that one even in situations where you have those those one off prodigies like a Tiger Woods or a Serena Williams mm-hmm. or a um, who I'm trying to think of a musician who Mozart? is Mozart well Mozart would be a great example yeah. that they are that what they're finding is more effective as a learning technique, even though you can become an expert in those fields, unless you are a genius. um, It really isn't beneficial to try to turn your child, to specialize your child into one category. Mm. And the term they used in what I was listening to was um, that you and it was an acronym for something but you want your kids to be I think the word they used was wicked it stood for something so you know yeah. i'm sure i'm sure it was the southern baptists who put the study together with that acronym <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but that the idea being you want them to be a well balanced yeah. i mean what we would call yeah. liberal arts education yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. well rounded um,
1: to so that so that when and, and they i guess the study found that people who are the most successful in most corporations and in most organizations, or entrepreneurially, are people who have done a, a kind of a wide, varied amount mm-hmm. of things, and yeah. that those experiences um, allow them to think outside the box. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm, that I'm,
2: makes a lot of sense.
1: Anyway, so C.S. Yeah. Lewis, how this yeah. conversation went? Well, students? yeah.
2: So we get basically within a half an hour, we get from okay, th- what does this have to say about your education, about what you're doing? Does it? What? What in this stood out to you? What was important to? What is the meaning of enjoyment? And what do I mean when I say I like something? Because I like things that are not immediately pleasurable. And of course, one of our counter examples was ice cream. Obviously, you like ice cream because it's pleasant to eat. But liking basketball is not the same thing as liking ice cream, as in the sense of, of playing it, because it's difficult mm-hmm. and, um, and often painful. And so what is it that you like about it? So opened up this whole question into... What is the meaning of enjoyment, and and what do we pursue as humans? And so, super, I don't know. I, I was excited that on day one, <laughs> that's that's where we got.
1: Yeah, that's a great. That's pretty that's good. great conversation yeah. place yeah, well, to begin. A couple
2: sixteen year old boys. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Great.
1: That's, that's cool. That's very cool. So, so, okay. So outside of grading, let me ask me, pose a question. Cause you used an interesting word that, um, I kind of poked fun at, but, but I think (laughs) it's really important. Um, what you're getting at, which is building trust. Yeah. So to talk about that for a minute, why is it important in your mind to build trust with your students? And then I'm going to, I'm going to throw some some questions at you related to that.
2: Okay, so the context I'm thinking of that in is that um, to have a really uh, deep conversation, you've got to be vulnerable and admit your ignorance, at least implicitly Mm -hmm. or admit your your uncertainty. Um, And it's that's hard to do. It's difficult to ask the real question and not the question that makes you sound smart. And it's hard to
1: wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that owning doubt or uncertainty or ignorance, or ignorance mm-hmm. is critical. That that to have to begin at that place of humility is actually mm-hmm. yeah. The I don't,
2: you can't learn without that. Mm. Oh boy, you can memorize things, but you can't learn.
1: But I thought the entire basis of Christian fundamentalism was built around <laughs> absolute certainty on issues that yeah. are are challenging. Like you know, we just trust that the Bible is accurate in all all things.
2: So this might be, I, I might have to like come out now. I'm not fundamentalist oh really okay continue i'm sorry all right continue
1: so so humility and and Mm -hmm. acknowledging uncertainty is important and then and and so you how does that build trust
2: yeah well you have to have trust i think to you have to trust that this person is not waiting there to pounce on you Mm -hmm. um to make fun of you Mm -hmm. or to get you catch you out or to make themselves look smart Mm -hmm. at your expense and so sometimes i think teachers can um use student ignorance as an opportunity to build themselves up
1: especially fundamentalist teachers <laughs> maybe I, I I'm being serious well, when yeah. i say well, that i'm like I i'm think not
2: anybody egotistical right like or insecure right. right and insecurity I think drives so much of bad education education mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um insecure teachers insecure so in a
1: sense you're putting yourself in a pure type position you're saying i am i, I may be a little further down this road mm-hmm. but like we're both here searching the mysteries of... Right.
2: I, I am a student further further down the road I'm than a student you are, further but along, I am but also I'm a, student. a student. There are things I don't know. There are lots of things I don't know. And before I knew what I know now, I was where you are. Mm-hmm. And um, and so here's what I found helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so that builds trust in the students. So then what do you do with that trust?
2: Then you get them to push through the hard questions and really talk about, okay, so... Why am I here? What does it mean to be human? Uh-huh. And what does it mean to understand a big idea?
1: Okay, so I, I this this summer I spent some time um, asking the kids in our youth group, and it's not a big group. Mm-hmm. I got twelve or fifteen kids, but I've I've been with these kids for a long time. I've known most of them since they. I've watched most of them grow up. Right. Um. But I've been in a different kind of role in their lives here yeah. of late, where I'm I'm doing more of the the teaching in the classroom setting for youth group and, and, and other teaching areas. And so I was asking some questions about like, what are your favorite topics? What are your favorite things to study at school? How do you like, who, who are your, what are your favorite classes and how do you Mm -hmm. determine them? And what I found was that was really interesting was that almost none of the kids actually had a favorite subject. Almost all of the kids had a favorite teacher. Yep. So why do you think David because I imagine Amanda has some thoughts on this. Why do you think that would be?
0: Well, it's all about personality. It's about um, presentation and the fun teacher. I remember in college, uh, there was I had a, I had a favorite teacher, and I would take a class from that. I think I think John, you were you were in this class with me. Was this the art class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. history class. Like he was such a great teacher. Was his name Bill? boy maybe
1: bill and he was a pottery guy
0: he was a pottery guy yeah and he his, was a total hippie and 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 he was so good <laughs> he was at great presenting. he was so much fun and he made the learning enjoyable he made it really fun mm-hmm. and i think that um that's what that's what as a student i would mm-hmm. i would go for the teacher that gets it the cool teacher
2: yeah and i i would as a teacher i'm very cautious about cool teacher language and cool teacher ideas because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. dangerous yeah 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 but why
1: why is it dangerous
2: <laughs> i know i i i think
1: i know but i think you need to explain because, that i think you can't because just if, if you
2: value that as a teacher or if you pursue that as a teacher you well you'll fail first of all and you will lose all of your authority because
0: so so you, if
2: you think that you need to be cool you will sell out your authority and you will sell out uh Rightness or truth, at the to to be cool.
0: Sure. So what so. I think I'm trying to say is that the cool teacher, the really cool teacher, is not trying to be cool. Right. They're
2: invested in their topic. And yes. Yeah yeah. 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 No. And so I I just think humans are fundamentally relational. And so um you know it's it's trinitarian. We can't know without loving and. Um, and so. Whoa 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 whoa!
1: Wow, you just whoa, whoa. dropped that bomb, really fast. Yeah. that was <laughs> it's a big just, bomb. yeah. Like it's that. Come Trini-
0: on, you... I, my brain is like spiraling <laughs> oh, out of control here. I forgot your brain was here. broken.
2: <laughs>
1: it's trinitarian. It's we trinitarian. can't. We can't know without, without loving. Without loving.
2: Right. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Why is that trinitarian? Well,
1: <laughs> pretty sure some fundamentalist marriages aren't that way. <laughs> 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 oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm tonight's sorry. worst joke. <laughs> that was <is> a <laughs> good one, <then. laughs> uh, Worst best?
0: Uh, I'm here for that joke. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, was okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you can't
1: you can't know without
0: loving. Right. And so what you're wait, wait, suggesting. Wait, no, 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 you can't love without knowing. No, I Which, said no without
2: loving. You know can't know without loving. without loving. Um well, so God is I'm relational. So I mean, if you if you Worship a monotheistic god, a, a, a non Trinitarian god, you know, um, as many religions do. Uh, you can't, uh, your, your theology does not create the necessary conditions that are evident in humanity for connection and relationship. So if there's, if God is, which is evidenced in
1: the Trinitarian relationship.
2: Right, so God is God is sufficient in Himself, and love can exist in the Trinity because there are persons to give, receive, and observe a loving relationship. So without, I don't think I've never
0: thought of that before. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's. Hmm. Okay. Should come hang out in my classroom. We talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: they'd be like, "What in the world yeah. is going on?" Also, here? Also,
2: read more Dorothy Sayers. <laughs> yeah, she, she there talks you about it fairly extensively, um, and Athanasius. Um, on who, the incarnation, who is Athanasius? Church father.
0: Okay, from what so, year?
2: Uh, early, uh, fourth century. Okay. Five. Yeah, oh. yeah, I would, yeah. I was off by a hundred years. Yeah. Um, Athanasius Contramundum. Ooh. Athanasius against the world. He was always fighting with people. You might understand why I love him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's always standing for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what? Um, okay, so so bring it back to the students then. Yeah. So 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 you're suggesting that the trust then translates itself into.
2: Well, so that, that trust and love. uh, And and I think love comes along with that trust relationship. Like if, if you are a trustworthy person, a student is, you're a safe place for a student to, to place their, their love, their Mm -hmm. confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then there's openness to, to knowledge. Mm You know, I can, I can beat knowledge into you. So, so, this was the
1: other interesting thing that came out of these conversations with, um, with the, the kids in our youth group was that often they would they would follow that up with, "I like this teacher. Now, this he or she is really a hard teacher. Right? They expect a lot out of me. Yep. They kick my butt. Mm-hmm. However."
2: Well, but I, I, actually I see that among my colleagues, I, I have colleagues who are super tough, mm-hmm. but they are the ones that are the most invested. They're not tough out of an ego trip. You can mm-hmm. be tough out of an ego trip. My class is so hard, nobody passes it. Um, sure, sure. But they're they're tough because they they see the knowledge that they're trying to pass on as genuinely beneficial to the student, and so they're tough in a in a way of service they're mm. serving the student mm-hmm. um and then of course the tough teachers are always the ones that work the hardest mm-hmm. they know they're they're tough and, and the they students, know their material the students know this and they respect that yeah sure yeah,
1: sure yeah so well, very cool anyway. okay so anything besides grading that you would like to build trust around
2: <laughs> um we did a uh we had a, a retreat this summer a socratic discussion retreat um, and I had a scholar come and visit us from over in Oregon. And Socratic
1: would be Socrates. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. get that. Okay, just okay. make sure. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, sometimes I start to explain something and then you act like I'm being really pedantic and then sometimes I don't explain something and you act well, like well, I'm being really presumptuous. Well, sometimes you are really kind, of pe- kind of pedantic. <laughs> uh, yes, this is true. Continue. Oh, so uh, uh, Dr. Claire came over from Oregon and uh, led this two-day... Um, he had us read Augustine's confessions, uh, before the retreat. Okay. And, and then led discussions on it. And he modeled such excellent teacherly behavior. Mm. Um, he's a, just a very peaceful person. And so he had 35 teachers, all of whom are like the sound of their own voice. That's why you become a teacher, mm-hmm. um, or a podcaster. Um, or a pastor. Oh, yep. Right, right there. Um, <laughs> And he, uh, he just led us in discussion, fruitful discussions. And if I think if you were an outside observer, didn't uh, you know, maybe weren't attuned to it, you might think he wasn't doing anything Mm. because he was very, very quiet. Mm -hmm. But there was just this—he just brought this gravity and this peace and a thoroughness of preparation. He had the incisive question at the right moment. He he'd lead off with a question. Um, but he'd let the, the conversation would go on for 40 minutes. Would run. Yeah, he'd and let it run. And then he'd have exactly the right insight or question or prompt or quotation from the text to bring it all together. Mm-hmm. And I just was so inspired by his example. Um, he had some practical tools, but that that sense of being the kind of person that can lead that kind of discussion to be so at peace with yourself, so at peace with God, and so invested in your students that you could follow the nuances of a discussion for forty minutes and never have to speak up,
1: and and, and trust and th- th- trust yep. your students in this case. Yes, yes, yeah. There's a and that's a yep. big. I think that takes a lot of self awareness. Mm-hmm. That I'm not there yet.
2: Oh, I'm not to be at peace with myself. I I, I would like to be there, uh-huh. but yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I I I ha- it's hard for me. I I'm, I'm experimenting a little bit with this in um in sunday call it what do you want sermon time where i'm trying to make i'm trying to allow for more dialogue do you
2: mean your homily
1: in the homily time <laughs> <laughs> the, the the homily
0: so so how, how are you doing dialogue well i'm trying to ask
1: genuine questions of the congregation and let them atch- actually answer the questions. So often preachers will ask rhetorical questions mm-hmm. yep. or they will ask uh, questions that are automatic amen answers. Like,
2: well, it feels good to have the acclaim of everyone saying, Oh yeah, you're so yeah,
1: come on, right. Come uh-huh, on. Jesus. Brother. Right. And that is, um, that is, there, there's a place for that. And there's mm-hmm. certainly a place for that in, in public discourse, but mm-hmm. it's not actually discourse. If, other people aren't speaking it's just mm-hmm. you and um, and there've been times where i've asked a question and somebody will run with it um, maybe not with the best of intentions where um, mm-hmm. they they're answering the question to look right. good yeah. themselves yeah, yeah or um, so do you
0: have to kind of kind of jump in and 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 redirect well this is the this is the trick is you have
1: to be there's a certain amount of being at peace with yourself and just recognizing this may run on me and it's okay
2: yeah i i can be humbled in this moment
1: Uh uh-huh
2: it's Mm -hmm. hard Uh (laughs) uh-huh
1: it's hard so and 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 i'm talking about like 20 seconds. Like I give I give the mic up for 20 seconds and then I take it oh, back. They not, say
0: they say you never ever let anybody else touch the mic. well That's that's rule number I don't one. actually <laughs> hand out a mic, but I let people talk. Yeah. So and, so so have people like like I think usually in in regular evangelical churches not talking about the high church here <laughs> in the I'm over here church, being quiet. I
2: don't know what you're talking
0: about. Um the sermon time is usually like the time Monologue. People, it's a monologue. Have, has there been a tough adjustment for your congregants to start thinking about talking?
1: So first of all, it's a smaller church. So that accommodates a little bit easier and there's a fair amount of familiarity between me and and the congregants, maybe too much. So that, <laughs> um, that, that may be part of the challenge. Um, I think, I think it's a little jarring though, for people to actually be asked questions when their expectation is
0: monologue. Are you specifically asking certain people nope. or are you opening it up? I'm opening it up. Jump in? Yeah. Do, do you ever get it when just nobody says anything?
1: I, I have, but at, but because I've been doing it for a couple of, uh, I, I try to do something every sermon and, um, they're starting to get used to they're it. They're starting to get a little bit more. Used to it. And there's certain people who answer the questions more or less. Um, but it is, it's definitely interesting. And it, it, I think it engages, mm-hmm. so, th- so this would come back to the, Socr- the Socratic method. Mm-hmm. You actually are engaging people right. um, at a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are gonna retain a lot more if you're actually.
2: That was, I mean, that was a big part of our conversation. And one of the things we talked about was how many sermons have you sat in? And at the time, every one of them was, was good, or m- most of them were good. But how many of them stick with you? Mm-hmm. So the the lecture model—it's mm-hmm. it, a great way to dispense a lot of information, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to own something, to, mm-hmm. to have it be deep in your in your mind, deep in your memory, deep in your in your soul, if you haven't wrestled with it mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah, good questions that really do make you think ha- are key.
1: Yeah, I think it's key, and I think the other the other piece that I've been wrestling with is this: is that when you come to terms with the fact that your name is not Tim Keller or <laughs> Augustine, right? Um, you recognize that that your congregants, your your parishioners, whatever you want, that they can go out and listen to Tim Keller t- podcasts, and that he's a better preacher. And so, you really have an opportunity to personalize. You have a responsibility to personalize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that message to yeah. that group
2: of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, anybody can can go online and get better teaching than they can get in your church in 99% or my classroom of churches. or yeah. Right. any. Yeah, right. Like, it's it, it's available, and that clearly is not what this is about.
1: Yeah, uh, but but what they can't get is a personal relationship yep. they can't know Trust. through loving mm-hmm. a trinitarian style relationship with tim keller right it's a it's a it's a one-dimensional relationship right i listen you teach
2: right
1: and but unfortunately i think the the i would say both the low and the high church in their homilies have adopted a method where it's just mm-hmm. informational trend
2: i think transfer. that's very normal now yeah. where
1: where the high church gets it, interestingly right is that the liturgical when liturgy is done right, right.
2: There's a responsiveness there that there is an engagement. And in fact,
1: doesn't what isn't liturgy actually mean that? Isn't the etymology of liturgy um I'll have to look this up, but I think you, it I think it means I feel the like people. I should
0: know this. I think you've stumped Amanda.
1: I think it means something like I'll check that. We the people yeah. or something. It, it means it, huh. it references something like that. Yeah.
2: Okay. So one thing that Artrich does that I really appreciate. Um, and I've, I'm shocked the more I think about it because I think if, if somebody proposed doing this at a church, people would be like, yeah, n- that won't work. Um, but somehow it does. And that's that um, the church service gets over and 15 minutes after service is over, everyone gathers. The in work the-
1: of the people. That's what liturgy means. Hmm. The work of the people. So sorry, I cut you off.
0: 15, no, that's OK. 15 but that's minutes after the service.
2: Yeah. Everybody gathers in the fellowship hall with a cup of coffee and we have a forty five minute discussion of the sermon, the readings, the hymns. Ah. And solidly half or more of the congregation stays after church every Sunday. It is you know, not always the same. So people. did it
0: kind of organically happen?
2: No, it's planned. It was purposeful. Yeah, very purposeful. Oh, they call no. it the afterword. Huh. Um, and and then I mean I mean a key component here is there are snacks. Every week, people sign up and bring. Um,
0: do the do the young people uh, uh, go off and run and... Uh, and uh, the Hellions? Uh, yes. Yes, jump yep. and play. They get and snacks and, and then they
2: run over to the park and, and run yep. and scream and play. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but everybody sits around and, and talks about, you know, uh, what they... Questions they had or things that came up, patterns they saw, th- things that came up, things that they um, thought were interesting. And then usually the pastor... Um, takes the time to expound on things that he cut from the sermon for length
0: and mm, there you go. different. Yeah. How would you feel about that, John, getting the opportunity after the service to expound on things you cut from the sermon?
1: <laughs> I would, I would probably enjoy it. So first of all, there's a lot of rabbit trails that I, uh, uh, allow myself to enjoy, uh, when I'm doing my sermon prep that I cut, mm-hmm. um, And, and actually I've, I've started to figure out ways to put that into the material because I feel like a lot of times, so for example, um, I, this week, this last week I preached on, uh, the, the, uh, the, you don't sew a new patch to an old garment. You don't put new wine into old wine skins. Mm -hmm. And so I actually walked through like the, why the why you don't do that the old the new wine into old wineskins uh-huh. because of the fermentation process mm-hmm. because the the wine skin is already stretched once and if you put new wine in it again it's going to stretch again and there's nowhere for it to stretch some people know that because they've been around the church for a while That's yeah, i've heard just,
2: that sermon five or twelve times yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. some
1: people don't yeah. and i spent that long on it mm-hmm. um and so that that information is important to some people <laughs> Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the nuance, of the, like the you know, way off in the Tulies. Hopefully, on yeah, yeah,
2: or or be like a good Baptist minister and and tell us about how the fermentation then all the alcohol oh evaporates off. Yeah, and so it's not really alcoholic anymore. Right, because yeah.
1: fermentation. Never mind. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, so. I heard that sermon a couple of times. Have you really?
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't I don't yeah.
1: understand.
2: Heard, I, heard two uh, different ministers explain how wine in the Bible is basically grape juice because fermented grape juice. No, it's it's grape juice because the alcohol evaporates off. Because they, you know, they visited a brewery one time and they had really strict controls in order to. Um, keep the alcohol from evaporating off, and therefore, without that kind of technology, alcohol evaporated away, and it wasn't really alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Which then just makes Jesus's miracle at Cana that much more wonderful because he got people drunk on non-alcoholic wine. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think I think there's a place for some of those rabbit trails, but I, I. I feel, okay, so I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. There, there has to be a place for community right. to share in those yeah. times. And I think the question, here's the thing I've been pre- pressed, here's the question I've been asking myself. Every church says, has somewhere in their, like, in their vision statement or in their, their, somewhere posted in their church, we are a community of blah, 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 blah. No, you're not. No, you're not. And, and this is—I've actually been challenging some of the the folks in our church in this in this way. If we're really committed to community, it means that we're going to be showing up to each other's kids' baseball games, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing life together side by side, not just Sunday mornings for an hour and a half, right. or serving in good deeds at a work project once a month. Or whatever.
0: How often are you texting other people in the church about their life together? Are you really living with them?
1: So, so on the so on the flip side, to tell a good story on my mm-hmm. on on my on my church, there's a there's a guy who's I am trying to think. Yeah, I can tell the story in a way that's generous. There's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy in our church who um, has gone into a, a hard season right now where he's working a significant number of hours. He's working mm-hmm. 14 to 16 hours a day. And it's just a it's just a season. He told me a couple of weeks ago, I'm not going to be around as much. I've got I've got a month ahead of me. That's terrible. And uh, in the last week, I've had four different men. He was pretty pretty deeply involved in our our men's ministry. And I've had four different guys and kind of key guys in in our men's ministry come up to me and say, I haven't seen this guy in a while. What's going on? Have you talked? Have you heard from this guy? Right, have you, checking uh, in on there. And yeah, and so and like not in a not in a like. Yeah. snooty or yeah. gossipy voyeuristic way. kind yeah. of way they genuinely are like is he okay is everything good
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and so yesterday after all these guys had kind of because i had three of them talk to me over the course of like friday through yesterday and so i took uh i went ran over to the the coffee shop near his house left a 25 five dollar gift card at the coffee shop and said here's the description of the guy he comes in every morning this is what he drives they're like oh yeah we know who he is and <laughs> and then text him with those other four men uh, in the text thread, and said, "Hey, we're praying for you," and mm-hmm. and then all of them kind of chipped in and had things to say that were that's were really encouraging. Nice. So that's the that's the good side. That's more yeah, of the community. That's great. But I don't think I think that's a sign too, Amanda, of your church behaving as a community, right? Right. Um, and we need uh, we need that times.
2: Yeah. It. Um. Seventy-seven. I've been so impressed by. Um, this, these people, I mean, just some saintly, saintly people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, they've built a strong culture of community Mm -hmm. there. And I'm really, I don't know. I'm not very good at that, like being the engine that drives that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's so much easier to just join up with someone else who's doing something like that than it is to try and, and create that or, motivate that yourself and mm-hmm. so I, I feel like there's a training ground there of you know we entered this little congregation and then um you know they invite us to things and and um, and we go along and and they've already planned it and so then it's it's a lot easier to participate when mm-hmm. there's already established practices so that i think that says something about how we, we have to build strong we have to build strong communities to pass them down to our children so that they don't have to be reinvented every.
1: So in community and the other word I'm using a lot right now is the word culture. So it's great to have a wonderful vision. Um, And, and it's important organizations need to have strong visions, but the culture will trump the vision. Yep. So if you have the best vision statement in the world, um, at your school, at your classical oh, yeah. school. No,
2: we have it's up on the wall. Right, right. Exactly, We've got right. the six goals. Everybody of a knows what it
1: is. But if everybody you work with is a, you know, a jerk, yep. and that and is not reinforced. reinforced by the culture, mm-hmm. that that's allowed by, and I'm not suggesting that by any means. I'm no, just no. saying that that culture is actually the driver. It's not the six. Right.
2: Well, and and that's the that's the thing that you have to wait, wait, wait. You're check. Christian
1: school and you have six. <laughs>
2: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's two Trinities. No, right. it's just six. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, it's the number of a man. What are you going to say? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: all right lightning so, round lightning round oh go ahead you would well, no
0: well no go ahead go ahead. lightning, Light, round, lightning yeah.
1: round okay because i i, I want to respect the fact that you're falling asleep <laughs> and that a man is back to school and that we need to wrap this in a in a reasonable amount of time i think we're doing good but um i would like to hear one recommendation um book movie podcast art form of a different medium that i am not mentioning um recreational activity that you guys so amanda mentioned earlier you mentioned earlier this summer that you really enjoyed paddleboarding. so maybe i i, I can, can you get like why? why 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 this summer was paddleboarding so
2: well we got a paddle board <laughs> so okay that's important. i had tried it before and thought that it was fun and then yeah we we bought a couple paddle boards and then, um, yeah, taking him up on the lake, mm-hmm. up in McCall. It's just, it's so peaceful. Mm. Um, and yeah, you have to balance. And I'm very bad at that. Um, I have a friend who can stand on her head on a paddleboard. I've board, seen people doing this, yeah. Which is, I, I don't have that gene. Uh-huh. Um, Whatever gene that I is. I have the
1: gene of, I would like to push you off the paddleboard. Right, 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 right. That you would <laughs> just put your head on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah
2: that, that's a very specific gene, too. yeah it is. Um, Low so, church gene. <laughs> right. <laughs> um or a y chromosome uh one of the two Um, same difference (laughs) yeah so it it is it's just it's super peaceful super peaceful super pleasant
1: okay so david do you have something similar that you can recommend or you want me to go first
0: uh uh, uh, paddle boarding is not my thing
1: okay but do you You don't like water i don't like no you don't like water so a lightning round recommendation
0: Uh, so this summer um really enjoyed going to see Les Misérables. Really enjoyed that. Oh cool. Um you, I, oh, and when you say you mean an actual musical yeah, yeah. production. Yeah, so we had in town, we had like a traveling show come through. Broadway. Mary Beth and I went through, went and watched it and it was just it was really really neat. Cool. Um really enjoyed um uh I'm trying to think what kind of music I've been listening to. Usually I just listen to the same thing all the time Been listening to like, you know, I don't know, Lauren Daigle and I uh, just, you know,
3: just adult like, contemporary yeah, Christian exactly.
0: music. Um, I, I have, uh, uh, movies. I really enjoyed, um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Whoa, 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 that, whoa, that whoa, was whoa. a
2: fun one. And, and that's, that's fun for the whole family. <sighs> Not fun for the whole family. Not fun oh, for the whole okay, family. Okay. Okay. No,
0: no, no, you no, it's a mature movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's a, it's a, uh, you need to be able to have a good filter for good and bad. There's a lot of really positive, beautiful things in the movie, mm-hmm. and and it, there's a lot of good to be taken out of it.
1: I think there's a. I think we should dedicate a discussion, one of the podcasts, to the Christian position for. Uh, <laughs> I, I like. I think you could call it. How how do we how do we how do we filter. Yeah. sex, violence, and vulgarity as Christians in art. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's I a think different conversation. I think that would cover. be a really good conversation. Yeah, okay. So I found myself in the time. position it. of let's do it.
2: recommending a book and then having somebody come back to me later and say it was really good except for the orgy. Yeah, right. like, wait, what? The. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I think we should talk about that sometime. Well, And,
1: and then also to be able, like I recommended... Um, to to somebody on our Ponderosa trip, I recommended the um, World War Z book, but then oh, I yeah. gave it. I gave it with the with like the. And this is not a children's book. This is an adult. This is an adult. Can I
2: just say how happy it makes me that you're recommending World War Z? <laughs> I feel I feel affirmed, <laughs> validated right now. Yeah, I'm 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 really happy. But about I think that. I mean, but that is a
1: book that we've yeah. talked about on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, That that I mean, I think all three of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Sex violence and and vulgarity all play a role in the book, and the book would be different if it weren't for those elements. Right. So we and, need
2: to we need to talk about that. D- yeah. But and then the, also, if like, we start talking about that now, yeah. we'll never. So stop. okay. So that's okay. good. So and then, and one then, more.
0: And then the last thing. Uh, this summer, we well, really, kind of this whole year, but really this summer, we as a family have been watching this old Disney show called. Avonlea or road to Avonlea it came out in the early 90s and it's uh, was made by the by the same production company that did Anne of Green Gables so it's like another sort of adaptation of of um, some Montgomery. of that material, yeah. yeah, and it's just this kind of wonderful family show, and it's fun, and all <laughs> the just kids went enjoy it. Tarantino and know to, <laughs> to, to Anne of right? <laughs> I'm very eclectic, uh, yeah. I guess so. I like um, that. I I can dig it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the like, it's just been a really fun thing that our families really enjoyed is is all sitting on the couch watching the show together. Even the little kids enjoy it, and it's been it's been a lot of fun mm. this summer.
2: So you got to recommend a whole bunch of things. I just got to recommend paddleboard. No,
1: you may make I haven't recommended May I a
2: also yet. recommend some other things? Yes. One. So, uh, what? Oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: limit it to one. Um, and it has to be the best.
2: The best one. All right, going Paper to the Paper, grading papers. Yes. <laughs> On time. Um, going to the still. Downtown. Oh, interesting! Downtown. Uh, the ice cream, the ice cream place. Uh-huh. So much good ice cream. What are you shaking your head uh, about? It is so much I good ice cream. I don't
0: like anything I've ever had there. Maybe oh. it's because I only get the non-alcoholic stuff, but
2: <laughs> oh, the non-alcoholic stuff is great. I don't like any easy of it. like Sunday morning. It's like coffee yeah. ice cream. It's uh, so. I've good. I've been there
1: twice, and I have enjoyed it. I okay. Have, but I've not had the same experience. Like. If you're offering me the still versus the Ice Cream Alley, yeah. I'll take Ice Cream Alley.
2: Okay, so I haven't been to Ice Cream Alley. Oh, really? Um How are you? I don't know. I yeah. But, but
0: drop everything. Let's drive to McCall right now. I did not right McCall. you were in McCall this summer? I though. was in McCall this summer. You guys own property in McCall now. Well,
2: shh. Oh,
1: I'm <laughs> sorry. Is that a, is that a <laughs> secret?
3: Well,
2: no, it it's just it feels awkward. I don't know. I oh. tell people we're cosplaying as rich people. Um, <laughs> I own, we own like ten percent of a piece of bear land, so okay. it's Sounds not, good. it doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, but no, I haven't been to the okay. ice cream alley. But, but, okay. the but still, like, yeah, you love so the still. That's good, I do. That's a good I recommendation. Do Especially love um, going there with Jared and the boys and getting the the ice cream flight. So you get eight yeah. different yeah. kinds of ice cream, which is a brilliant and, idea, and and have yeah. all of them. So you can't be a germaphobe because everybody's in everybody's ice cream. Yeah, but totally yeah, we're all family. And then um, we read George McDonald's Fantasties oh, yeah. for my book club Ooh, this summer. That's and such a great it book. was so good. I'd read it many years ago, and it I appreciated it on some level, but it's yeah, just it's next level. Yeah, it's so, good. highly recommend. All right, your recommendations, John
1: my, recommend, my recommendation is a podcast, and this this is a good way to close. There is a podcast called Broken Record that is hosted by Malcolm Gladwell. And it is um his very first interview is with Rick Rubin. Do you guys know who Rick Rubin is? Not no. yet. You you do, you don't realize that you do. So Rick Rubin um has produced some of the the like he produced Jay Z's album that had um the song that involves the number ninety nine in it. Uh-huh. Um he's he's heavily I mean, he's well known as a hip hop uh, producer, but he also like produced people like Slayer. <laughs> he produced. Um, he somehow was involved in. Uh, he was like the the DJ for the Beastie Boys on their very first tour ever. They were on tour with Madonna, and he was their DJ.
2: Oh my! So
1: he's this really eclectic dude. But the thing you probably know him for, if you're if you're in a white society,
2: which we're in Boise, Idaho, so. he is
1: the guy who put Johnny Cash back on the map. With oh. the cover song album that Johnny Cash did in the early two thousands, where he did like "Hurt", Hurt. by Nine Inch yeah, Nails, yeah. that that's the one that oh, he's wow. the guy who. And he, what he did is he he had done all this other music, and he's like, I wonder if there's an older artist that I could go out and reimagine some stuff. And he looked up Johnny Cash, and at the time Johnny Cash was doing like like tiny little shows, like he completely had washed out, mm-hmm. and um, and he brought him. Into the studio and just and he had to work with him and say, "Hey, I don't want you to over sing these parts. You're you're singing these like you're performing. I want you to sing these like you're just talking to me. i that sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. Yeah, and that's
2: and Cash's cover of Hurt is oh, legendary. I've never heard it. Agonizing.
0: I've gotta listen to. Them. Oh, maybe it's this should be the closing my phone song
2: right now. Yeah,
0: this okay. should be the closing okay, song. Okay,
3: we'll we'll, so, we'll do that. So on the because way out.
1: because Nine Inch Nails they sing the song Hurt and it's it's all about teen teen angst. And but when Johnny Cash and sings drug use it, and, and yeah oh yeah it's totally about drug use, but it's it's born out of a place of angst. But when a sixty-five-year-old druggie, i mean, that's mm-hmm. really what yeah, Cash is—yeah, Ka- sings it, you hear it, and it is it is it's painful. Mm. It's it's there is oh. a hopelessness to it that is. Uh, it's it's amazing. So that's I won't the,
2: quote what Trent Reznor said. Yeah. After I won't. It, it's you should just go look it up.
1: Because this has to do with vulgarity. There's a there's <laughs> a vulgar word in it. Okay. All right. So. Okay. Well.
2: But but he he acknowledged that cash. It was brilliant. He he. That's his song now. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. It, it's it, yeah. It really did become yeah. so. Uh, broken record. He also there's a great episode, episode four. I've only listened through the first season. Episode four is uh, some country uh, songwriters, and it's just talking like, and they're they've got songs by all these all kinds of songs, but they're the guys behind the songs. They're not mm-hmm. the actual people who perform them. And it's a it's a really entertaining and and again some some of the musicians I'm not as interested in because the the music isn't my thing. Um, and some of the music, musicians have lifestyles that um, are beyond the pale. So like the stories with Prince are going to be the stories with Prince. So you take this with a grain of salt, obviously. But um, I have thoroughly enjoyed Broken Record podcast to this point. So that would be my... Sounds good. That would be my recommendation. So do you have that song pulled up on your phone? I do. You should play that. And that that should be our, 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 final, our final cut and... Um,
0: yeah we'll uh we'll listen to that going out okay so it's next week
1: we got our topic for next week then yeah we're gonna talk sex drugs and rock and roll
0: sex drugs rock and roll and
2: in uh, our movies and books
1: yes i would say i would say how do christians respond to vulgarity Mm -hmm. in art
2: yeah sure okay good
0: i like it all right this time next week we'll be here all righty well, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. This was fun, and we'll see you next time.
3: I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears the hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away In the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you